0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews is not the name of a coffee shop. There's a book in the New Testament near the end. If you've got your Bible app, you can just scroll near the end of the list of New Testament books and you'll see Hebrews. Um, if you've got your table of contents in your physical Bible, again, it's in the New Testament near the end, Hebrews. And we are looking for chapter 11. Um, if you've got your physical Bible, then chapter 11 just shows up as a big 11. And we are going to be reading verse 1 this morning. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. This is what it says. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for, future, what we see and want to happen in the future. And it is assurance about what we do not see, which is not simply about the invisible realm, what faith does have to do with the invisible realm, but it also has to do with the fact that the future. You do not see the future. How many of you here can literally see the future? That is the right answer. Good job. Um, none of us. We do not see the future. We can hope, we can predict, we can guess, but we do not see it in faith is that assurance and that that confidence that what we hope to see in the future will come to be. And this isn't just talking about wishful thinking. This is talking about the hope and the faith in Jesus and the assurance that what Jesus brings will, in fact, play out, will be real. Now... Beyond that, this idea of faith really has to do with expectations. Confidence, hope, it all has to do with what you expect is going to happen next. And, and what you expect to happen determines what you do now. Right? I'll give you some examples. If you believe there's going to be a snowstorm tomorrow... You go out and fill up your car with gas, yes, or you go and get a gas can and you fill it up and you bring it home so that you've got gas for your generator, right? You put a little bit of extra wood in the basement. If you believe, if you expect, if you have faith that tomorrow, and most of you don't have faith that tomorrow there will be a snowstorm, but you expect that tomorrow there will be a snowstorm, you begin acting like it today. Yes? Right. If you expect to be paid for work, you end up going to work. Right? If you do not expect to be paid, how many of you have gone, will go to work? You have the expectation that you will not get paid. Will you go to work? Right. Right. If you expect that you will get Christmas presents on Christmas if you behave, what should you be doing now? None of you want to answer that question. You need to behave, right? If you expect the good behavior produces good Christmas presents, then you need to behave. If you expect your teeth to fall out, if you don't brush your teeth, that means that you will have to, right now, brush your teeth. teeth. (laughs) If you expect your fiancé to pop the question tomorrow night on your date... Then that means you must definitely show up in sweatpants and a hoodie. Right? No? Have I got that wrong? What do you show up in? Your best clothing. Your best clothing, right? You show up in whatever. You show up in good clothes because you expect something to happen and so you begin to act on it now. Now, That's based on your expectations. You have these expectations, and so you have these certain behaviors. But it kind of works the other way, too, because you can look at your behaviors, and that will tell you what your expectations are. Because what you expect determines what you do. And so, if right now, you live with a whole lot of worry about tomorrow, that says that you expect something bad to happen tomorrow. If you live your life just really angry, full of frustration, no patience, that tells me that you expect you expect to be wronged, You expect to be ignored. You expect to be disappointed. If you live your life with fear, being scared and defensive, if you live your life where you take what you can get regardless of what it costs somebody else, you live your life so that you're very controlling of everything. If you live your life feeding an addiction, that's because of what you expect to happen. And so when we look at our lives, we can very often see things that we don't want to be there behaviors that we don't like, behaviors that we don't want to repeat. We see those things happening in our lives, and that actually tells us a little bit about what we're expecting will happen. Now, when you look at the Bible, you see... Faith lived out in such a way that it actually changes a person's behavior. And we see a number of examples of that. When you look at the Bible and you look at the book of Hebrews and you actually read chapter 11, you get a number of examples there. Abraham. In the Old Testament, there's a man named Abraham. And God calls him and he says to him, you know what, I want you to leave your family, I want you to leave this area that you live, and I want you to move way away to a place you've never been that you have no idea what it looks like. There was no Google Maps, there was no satellite imagery, you couldn't just Google it and be like, okay, where is this place called Canaan? Oh yeah, that looks nice, I'm going to go there and print out the map and get going. There was none of that. He he was told that he had this promised land to go to and that he was really old and that he was going to end up having a family even though he was really old and biologically not capable. But he had that expectation that God was going to deliver that promise so he got up, he moved, he went, and he did it. And he got the promised land and he got the family. And now we have this entire... Faith, and we have the entire nation of Israel and beyond, that come from Abraham. He had an expectation, and it affected his behavior. When you look at Noah, Noah had the expectation that even though it had never rained before, that it was going to rain and the waters were going to come up out of the ground and there was going to be so much water that the earth would be flooded and that the only way for him to survive was to build this massive boat, put two or seven of every kind of animal on the boat as God determined and led and put his family on the boat and spend years and years and years building this boat without any evidence of rain but to build it anyways and survive. He had that expectation. He had faith in what God said, and that determined what he did. Because he did it, he survived. You look at Elijah, the prophet, where he felt like he was the only person in his entire country that still followed God. He felt like he was one man against an entire nation. And he still had faith that God was real and God was powerful and that he was the only true God, even though everybody else around him, an entire nation, and religious structure said, no, Baal is the real God. He had such faith, expectation in God's ability, and that he would show up that he went and he said, I will meet you on this mountain and we'll put it to the test. And he went, and they had their competition. And as the false prophets failed and failed and failed, he stood there in front of them and prayed a very simple prayer. And God showed up. He had the expectation, and that determined his behavior. And the promise was answered. There was a promise given to the Jewish people that one day there would be a new king, a savior, a righteous, worthy high priest was going to come, and he was going to save them from their sins, he was going to set them free he was going to give them victory. He was going to take back what the enemy had stolen from them. and He was going to be on their side. He would have authority, real authority. That he was going to be able to do miracles. That he was going to be able to heal people. That he was going to be able to free people from their sins and make it so they didn't have to live in those sins over and over and over again. That he would free families from the oppression. That he would give them authority in their own lives that he would be their champion, that they would have freedom from the fear of death, and they would actually have victory over death, that they would have resources, open doors. They believed that one day that king was coming. And so they held on and they waited. And they had every chance to abandon that hope. And they held on. And they held on. And they held on. For hundreds of years, they held on waiting, hoping, waiting, hoping, expecting. And one day, a young girl named Mary got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And nine months later, she gave birth to that king. Jesus. What you expect determines what you do. And when you expect Jesus, you get ready for him. When you expect Jesus, you get ready for Him. Christmas is this reminder of that anticipation. Jesus has come already. We know that. Jesus has come already. He was born, He grew up, He lived, He was killed, he was murdered, then he rose from the dead. We know that story, that's already happened, but this is that moment in the year that we remember the anticipation that there was a waiting, there was a hoping, there was an expectation of something they had not seen yet. And they expected Jesus to show up, so they got ready. And we are still expecting Jesus to show up and do different things in our lives. But if we expect him, then that means we need to get ready. Because if you don't actually get ready, then I'm saying that we probably don't expect him to show up. If you can look at your life and you see what you're doing, and you see those problems and those things you don't Like, it's probably because you don't expect Jesus to show up. Now, that may not be all all of it. I'm not going to say that's every part of your behavior. But there are definitely things in our lives that are there because we don't have the expectation, we don't have the faith that Jesus is going to show up. I believe that with the promise of Jesus, with Christmas, we should expect miracles. And that in expecting miracles, that means we should be praying and we should be listening for the leading of the Holy Spirit, because you've got to know where to be and what you've got to do to see that promise fulfilled. And if you're expecting miracles, that means you should not let yourself give in to that worry. And I know it's not as simple as that. I know that worry is one of those hard, hard things to break, that it's not just simply, I'm deciding not to worry. But if you can replace that worry with an expectation of miracle, you will find that the worry starts to lose power over you. We need to expect freedom Such freedom that, that inspires you to endure when things go wrong, to endure when everybody else is against you, and it feels like you are the only person that believes this in your whole family, in your whole community, in your whole country, maybe in the whole world. And it feels like the world is against you. But if you expect Jesus to bring freedom, You get ready for that freedom by enduring, holding on. Expect eternal rewards. Which means you put less and less value on those temporary things, those luxuries, those objects, the the material possessions of this world that are here one day and then fall and break and burn and don't last and... Technology that is really great today and then out of date tomorrow. And you put less value on that and you put more value on people, on the eternal elements. We expect eternity. and We expect people to live for eternity and that their lives here have eternal consequences. And you put more value on reaching the lost. You expect Jesus to return. And so you get your life straight and you stay straight. You deal with that sin that's in your life that's getting in the way of you and Jesus. You see those things that shouldn't be there. And you say, I can't have this in my life anymore. I am expecting Jesus to show up at any moment. I don't know when. When. But I expect him to show up, and that means I've got to make sure that I get this figured out. You expect to win, and it leads you not to fear. You expect to be forgiven. And that leads you to feel free and to forgive others. What you expect determines what you do, and when you expect Jesus, you get ready for Him. So what I think we need to do is we need to develop our faith. Remember our faith develop our expectation that Jesus is going to show up. That He's going to return one day. He's going to have the final victory. And also, He's going to show up in our lives and do something right here, right now. Or tomorrow. But you've got to develop that faith. And when you develop that faith and you develop that expectation for Jesus, you will begin to see your behaviors right now change. But that takes work. You've got to develop that expectation. You've got to develop that faith. You've got to start doing things. You've got to make sure that you're reading your Bible, that you're seeing these stories of these people that had expectations and God came through. You've got to start reading your Bible and seeing the promises of God. You've got to start reading your Bible and allow the Holy Spirit to actually speak to you directly through the Word of God in power. That this is the Word of God given to you. living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. You've got to spend time in prayer, where not only do you pray and just give God some focus, but that you pray specifically. You pray specifically for things. God, please provide that we can have the money for the repairs for the car. God, please provide so that my family will stop fighting. God, please provide that you will take this worry and anxiety from me. God, please provide that you will help me to feel better. God, please provide that next week my son will come home. And you pray specifically. And I was saying to somebody uh, last week or the week before that sometimes we, we're scared to pray specifically because we feel like if we pray specifically and it's not answered, that means that God was unable to answer it. It just means the answer was no. That's all it means. And God is allowed to say no. Sometimes you really need him and want him to say no because we ask for dumb things. Or just not the right thing. Pray. And pray specifically. And watch him answer. Because sometimes you get the no. And you watch it a little while later. And you go, oh man. God was so smart to give me a no. Sometimes. Sometimes he just waits for that specific prayer. And he answers it. And it's. It does something to your heart in those moments. I've shared this story. I shared this story last year after we had gone through some issues with our, with our banking account and, and I had to call CRA to get some stuff sorted out. And you all have talked to people on the phone for technical support and dealing with issues. And you're like, oh no, this is the worst experience of my life. And I prayed very specifically, God, please give me somebody that knows what they're doing, somebody that is good at the job, and somebody that understands me and that I can understand them. And I will tell you that I prayed that prayer, that specific prayer, and I have not talked to a nicer person in my life. And I was talking to the CRA. Like, if you don't believe in miracles, uh, we need to pray. And we need to listen and spend time listening for God to speak to us. And it may not be an audible voice, but if you spend time listening, you will find that as you go through your day, what he's up to becomes clearer and more natural and more obvious to you. It means we've got to take steps of faith. It means we've got to take those moments where he says, okay, I want you to sell that car. I want you to change your job. I want you to say no to that person. I want you to stay home. I want you to go to that party instead. I want Whatever it is. And you're like, I don't want to do that, but he, I feel him telling me to do it, and he, you do it. And he proves himself. You've got to take those steps of faith, of obedience, to build your expectation. And if you do that, you'll find that your behavior's change. That, you that you're focused less on presence and more on his presence, that there's less need for everything to be perfect, but you're filled with more passion to help people. You'll find that you worry less about the bills, that you have less anger and frustration, especially around the holidays. You may actually find that your kids are more compassionate. Because what you expect determines what you do. And when you expect Jesus, you get ready for Him. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down to people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.